Welcome to the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. Today with us, I have Sydney Chestnut with no T in the middle from Bishop Gorman High School. She is the captain of the girls' basketball team and also runs track. Sydney, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. I want to get right to your background. Okay. Tell us how you started playing basketball. Okay, uh, great question. So when I was younger, my parents actually enrolled me in like an all sports basketball. I did competitive swimming for a really long time. I was actually good at it too. But <laughs> I came in like, I would be ranked like, I always come in like first or second for my events. So I think that was actually pretty good at that. I did tennis, dance, you know, hip hop, ballet. Stuff like your your parents always enroll your kids like growing up like oh my kid goes to dance like, oh yeah stuff like that but it was it never really like stuck with me like I liked swimming but I wasn't like super passionate about it I just kind of got really sick about it and I just wanted to try something new so my best friend at the time Gabby Dela Cruz she played at Coronado yeah. we were so close we basically grew up together her dad started um, said he was gonna be coaching so I was like okay that'd be fun and it ended up being for a, a whole new league called GYB Girls Youth Basketball which was just girls uh, who like were new at the sport or like or who played basketball before. We're just getting together and like playing basketball, playing games, getting coached. Mm -hmm. and just like we would play at the Boys and Girls Club on the weekends. We would practice like Monday, Wednesday. It just really depended. It was so cool because they put together these teams and like you would play with girls that you never met before. And then like I remembered going in so scared because I did not touch a basketball before a day of my life. But it was just so much fun. There was other girls who were learning just like me. And like to this day, I'm still friends with girls who I just started playing with. So it was really cool. And then I started getting through there. I was really scared at first, but when I started to play, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like I love like being intense. I love shooting the basketball. Like I loved playing with my sister and like my dad and mom watching me. So I really started from that, like, um, and getting coached and being able to play with my best friend and like, um, her dad coaching me and like that program in general, it just felt really empowering for like there was something for girls to do. Right. It wasn't like you played with boys and it's like you didn't really play. Like no one was really like, oh, she's a girl. Like just give her the ball. Mm -hmm. This was like girls basketball only. No boys, just you get to play against other girls who want to play basketball too. And I remember playing in that all the way up to middle school, my eighth grade year. And then that's when I got into club, into like where I wanted to go for high school. I met virtually everyone who I know now in my life. And that's where I met all my coaches and just – and that's when I realized, like, this is the sport I want to continue to play. So what was it about basketball that made you kind of gravitate towards that? Because you kind of transitioned from, like, an individual sport yeah. or it's just you mm -hmm. to, like, something that's more team-oriented. Um. So what did it for me? I guess it was just, like, it was, like, the communication that got me. Like, like I said, I was like, I'm a really big talker, so you always hear me <laughs> talking about something crazy. But I just loved being able to be a part of a team and just – different backgrounds and being around different personalities of females and it was just it felt really good to be around and talk to girls who were shy or talk to girls who did talk a lot and you got to bring girls out of their shell and it was just it was a really big confidence booster for me just because I had to work a lot more to like you know catch up with girls or like lose weight stuff like that but it just felt really good to be able to be a part of a team that supported me and I just was overwhelmed by this immense support system and just being able also to just play girls basketball, I just felt like this is something that not a lot of girls do or not or a lot of girls were afraid to do. Mm -hmm. And being a part of like GYB first, like I love that that was my first part of being able to play basketball. It just it just really like took off from there and just being able to work to where I'm at today. Like I loved working for basketball. Like I loved playing. I loved like the trainings and the lifting and like and then it all paid off to play the game at the end. Like you work so hard throughout the week and then be able to play the game like, OK, I get to play. 
hopefully we win. Right. Like, this is it. So at what point did you start to take it seriously where you're like, oh, this is something I really want to like contribute actual time to? I think like a lot of people want to say like they were younger and they realized that, but I didn't. Like it was really different for me. I didn't I didn't realize I wanted to take basketball super seriously. So I think after during COVID year. Cause when I was stuck at home, mm. I kind of had to like, you kind of like had to fend for yourself at that point. Like I, me, my sister, my dad would take us running. Like I didn't really realize I loved basketball till then. Cause that's when I started to work out a lot, get in the gym, like when you could, when it was open, like work out with my sister, run around the neighborhood. I just didn't realize like, this is exactly what I wanted to do until like everything got taken away. Like I didn't realize how much I missed it and missing everyone and miss playing. Cause then the minute we came back, I was like, this is it. Like I get to play yeah. again. Like this is like being, be having that break. It just made me realize like how much I loved basketball and how much I loved like sweating for it and waking up early in the mornings for that workout. It's one of those life stories, right? That you don't know what you have until yeah, you lose literally. it. And like, luckily I <laughs> you got to like turn around and get it not right back, but yeah, it wasn't taken from you forever, but you got yeah. to experience like, here's what life is like without basketball. And you're like, Oh no. Yeah. Like I don't like that. Let's right. now I'm gonna jump in. Like, it like, sounds cheesy. Like a lot of people are like, Yeah, you never know what you have until it's gone. But it's like to me, it literally I didn't know what I had to lose. And like I didn't realize like how lucky and fortunate I was to play basketball and to play in the leagues and to like, you know, buy the gear. And then when COVID hit, it was all gone. And I was like, Wow, like that that I don't wanna have to experience that again. So it was just like and it was it was more of the connection. I missed the connection and just like energy. Like energy was so big for me playing basketball it's just so different especially when like you get to watch your friends you get to cheer for your friends i get to cheer for my sister i get to like scream at her yeah. we get to, like go against each other so that's i think that's interesting because that's like i've never looked at covid that way but it makes total sense of like usually when you lose something like that it's an injury yeah. right like an injury mm -hmm. takes something away from you and then you're mm -hmm. like ah, i wish i could get it back yeah. you kind of like got to go through that same thing but without yeah having to go through anything like that traumatic yeah and then just say like oh now I see like how important it was to me and like, again, being around teammates and you know, like you said, even doing the little stuff from training to mm -hmm. like just getting new shoes and stuff. Yeah. Like it's all like one event that kind of builds up to something. Yeah. It's so exciting. It was just a lot of people took COVID differently. Like a lot of people are like, I'm going to just stay in my house, but I wanted to get out of my house every chance I got. Like it was just, I cannot be in here so long. I just had to do something like we're a really active family, like especially because since me and my sister are both in sports, it's just we couldn't stay home all the time. So it was like, what can you really do? I mean, no one was really doing sports. You can't really watch basketball. I guess you could watch old games. I mean, watch football. You can watch like old games too. It's just like they cut everything off. So it's like the minute everything got released back open again, it was just like, okay, now you have to work like twice as hard too because you don't know what everyone was doing over the break. Right. So. Just talk about that relationship with your sister. So you guys are two years apart. Yeah. But you still sounds like train together, somewhat mm -hmm. play together. Like, how's that journey been like? Because you kind of getting to like experience and find yeah. your way through the sport, but kind of getting to watch her do the same mm -hmm. thing as you're still figuring it out for yourself. Like, what's that been like? It's exciting. Like, my sister really is my best friend. Like, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people like like to say that about this sister, but I love my sister. Like, we we argue for sure, like normal siblings do, but it's like it's love. She's two years younger than me, so she's a sophomore right now. It's scary because, like, I'm a senior, so I got to leave her. But especially growing up with her playing basketball, we've always been super competitive. And this just gave us one more thing to, like, bump heads about. But we really push each other in that way. Like, I remember we had to play against each other one time. And it was terrible. So bad. Like, we didn't. Like, we wanted to guard each other. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to guard you either. I right. just want to talk trash to you after the game. But it was. it's definitely, like, I have to. She's, she's more like, I want to sleep in type of person. So I literally have to drag her out of the house to go lift with me or like I'll offer I'm like hey go to the gym you want to come she's like no I'm like 
no, we're like, let's go get shots up or something. Like I'll wake up, I'm like, hey, I'm going to training in the morning. She's like, that early in the morning? Like she'll, my sister definitely works really hard for that. But it's like, it's that, it's like that part that's fun for us. It's like, I get to like, I like to wake up in the morning to do it. I'd rather do it in the morning because you have the rest of the day. But she definitely like likes to sleep in a lot more and just like gets to do it later. Okay. But yeah. Um, so kind of picking up on your basketball journey and kind of where I met you and started following was that sophomore going into junior mm-hmm. year summer, um, you played for the storm. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what it was like kind of joining that program and what that summer experience was like for you. Um, so at first I definitely remember being scared cause I never really played club basketball like that. I didn't really know what club was, but I saw a bunch of girls playing basketball over the summer. So I was like, oh, I want to do that too. And so that was the part where I was like, after COVID, yeah. So I was like picking up basketball. I love this. I want to keep playing. Um, I played for Storm, which got me a lot of exposure too, like meeting you and like meeting a bunch of other coaches and friends, like friends I go to school with now and like coaches that are still part of my life. Um, It was just, it felt like competition in the summer was just so different compared to high school. Like I I just now think about it. Like I think about it like all the time. It's like, I want to play club again. Like you just get to play all the time. You're not really worried about like, I guess like having to wake up for like a high school practice or something like that. But it's like you go, you play with a bunch of girls who come from different schools. You get together one time over the summer, play, and like you go out of town, play a bunch of other like competitors, like girls from um, different skill levels and get a bunch of exposure, seeing all these coaches. It was so crazy, but it's like the best experience ever. Like I remember going to tournaments in California. That was crazy. I played against a bunch of girls who were like, two times taller than me, like so much better than me, but it's like, it was so much fun. Like, yeah, you lost some, won some, but it's like at the end of the day, it was like, it was so cool. So I liked, I I really enjoyed Storm being like my first team that I played for, given the fact that they had a really good program when I first came and that they knew, well, like they 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 had really good coaches who knew that they were, what they were doing. So, and like, a, they, they split us all up evenly and I got to go out of town a lot. And then I got to play with my sister that played on like the younger team. So mm-hmm. we all got to like watch each other. I think that's like when I got really competitive with it too, because you get to play against everyone. And it was just, I love traveling. Like I love being like, I wake up and I'm like, I got to go to the airport today, yeah. going to Chicago for this big Nike tournament. Yeah. And it's like coaches lined up everywhere. And it's like, wow. It's like, it's not nerve wracking. It's like, I get it. Like, it's so exciting. I think it gives you that experience of like setting a baseline too. Cause when you only play local, like you don't really know how good you are. Mm-hmm. And like, how does my game translate right. to the next level? You play against everyone you, all the time. Yeah. And so you get to see like, okay, I've, I'm really good at the level I'm mm-hmm. on. And you go to a huge tournament where you got girls on even higher levels and you're like, oh, there's, there's even higher competition. Yeah. Like I always say, there are levels to this. Yeah. And then you kind of get to say like, okay, here's where I'm at. Okay, now I know some things I need to work exactly. on to get to that next level. And I feel like it introduces you to that and mm-hmm. kind of like helps you continue to like compete and get better and not get yeah. complacent. We're feeling like, oh, I'm pretty good on the local circuit or the local right. area. Now, you know, like, oh, I'm shooting for, mm-hmm. you know, the girls that are playing like up at the top, top, top. Yeah, bracket. like especially going to like those EYBL tournaments like Chicago, you get to go or like run for the roses and you see like the people in like the black courts, yeah. the main courts. It's like where every all the coaches are at yeah. and like everyone's at watching. And I remember watching, I saw Shaq's daughter playing and I was like, wow, like that. I want, I want to be playing there one of these days. Like that is so cool. Like just the attention is so different. And it's really cool just seeing like everyone getting that hype for girls basketball too. So I think that was like really fun. And like, I get to, I love like my high school team. I love playing with all my friends from high school, but it's like during the summer, we all like disperse, play differently. And then we all can like meet up like out of state and play against like girls who we don't even know. And it's like, 
I meet a bunch of girls out of state who I'm so like friend I connect with like over Instagram and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, like I'll be in that tournament too. Like hopefully I see you there. It's just so cool how that brings everyone together. Yeah. And so then transitioning from like summer club basketball back into the season, let's talk about kind of the last two years for you, what your high school journey's been like because it's been a little bit different than the kind of typical athlete. It was it was definitely really hard. So as as pretty much like everyone knows, I had to sit out my junior year of high school due to my transition um, to Bishop Gorman. It was really hard. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was very hard for me. Just like mental part especially like I don't think anyone realizes how much like it hurts like injury or not you got to like take off that year of sports but it's like you just want to do something so it was hard but that transition from club back to high school it like came so fast like I was just like struggling to keep up because I took that whole year off so I was like I missed that entire like waking up early for workouts staying late after school having to catch up with homework and watching film I missed it all but coming back now and that we started so uh, with Gorman, we started getting that back in that program early summer, like before Section 7, and it was just crazy. Like we're, like now we have three rock, we will have three workouts a day, maybe like two times a week. So we'll wake up from 6 to 7 in the morning, go to school from 8 to like 2.30, and then after that we'll go to weights. And then after weights, we go to the gym. And it's just so crazy. Like I miss that aspect. But it was, uh, it was definitely like a really big like shocker for me, like eye-opening, because I sat out and it's like, and it's back. And I just can't like, Take a day off because the next day I'm just going hard again. So from club to high school, club is a lot more like complacent because you're not really like you're with a team, but mm-hmm. you're not playing like a high school team. Right. You don't really got to like team bond like right. that or like get to know everyone like so personally like that. And like you do high school, but it's like you're just kind of playing for yourself for summer. But for high school, it's like, no, you're playing for everyone. You're playing not just for yourself, but for your coaches, for your teammates. So it was definitely like that aspect where I had to get used to that again because mm-hmm. I was so stuck in my mentality where I was like, I was playing club. I'm just playing for myself. I'm just playing because like I want exposure. I need that. Like going to high school, it's like, no, like I'm doing this for everyone because we want at the end of the day, we want the same thing. So that was definitely really hard. Like the workouts are brutal. Like they're killing us, but it's like it's great because they know that we want it so bad. Talk to me kind of like making that decision because we talked about COVID at the beginning mm-hmm. and that kind of being like eye-opening experience, like a sit down of like, hey, I could lose basketball. Now yeah. I got it back. Well, then now I think about it, you kind of lost it again yeah. in that second that second journey. So like to make that decision where you knew I was going to have to kind of sit out mm-hmm. and now I'm also going to have to go to, you know, because I think right before you made that transition, I just remember the video. <laughs> Um, I did like a little mix up to yeah. the Encanto song <laughs> yeah. of all you girls. <laughs> I know. Because again, <laughs> like Encanto has this nice song where it kind of goes through all the, I'm not going to sing it even though I really want to because I have a five-year-old, um, but it goes through all like the character names yeah. and kind of looking at you guys' relationships. I don't know if other people do this when they make videos, but mine are a little bit different. Like they're not just the typical like mixtape to an NBA Youngboy song. I kind of yeah. try to like. I like them. They're fun. Build like, really I don't fun. know, some yeah. type of something. So for that one, I like, could see the relationship that you guys uh-huh. all had. And my daughter and I had been watching Encanto and it hit me. I'm like, oh, I see like Lisa. Dun, 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 dun. And so I kind of gave you guys each yeah. a role in that. But then like, I think it was a little bit after that, you had made that decision, communicate to everybody yeah. kind of like that you were transitioning and you were going to mm-hmm. sit out that year. What was that like emotionally for you? Because again, just from the outside looking in, like you have a lot of close friends yeah. and stuff. And you, I forgot which character you were, but like you were one of the characters. Yeah, in I remember the movie. watching it. <laughs> I was like, dang, this is so cool. Like, I love the video. But what was it like for you, like having to like 
come out and tell everybody like, hey guys, like super important to me. This is a decision yeah. I made. And, like mm-hmm. having to break that to some people you'd like known for yeah. a while, played with for a while. Hundred percent. Like it was so hard for me. Like I said, mentally, like I don't think anyone really understood. Like I don't think people still understand to this day, like how hard it was for me to make that decision. Cause so late in my high school career too, like I lost freshman year and now I had to lose junior year and now I'm a senior. I really do got like one year of basketball left. And it was such a big decision to me. Like I prayed about it every single day, asked my parents, but it's like I had to make that decision for myself. And it was just, I just had to look towards my future. And it was like, this is the best thing for me. Like at the end of the day, I'm I'm very happy with my decision. But I loved all the girls at that program. Like I'm still friends with all of them. Like we talked, like my sister still goes there. So it's like, I see them all the time. I was just hanging out with some of them yesterday. Like we're great. Like they understood, like if they were in my position, they would have to do the same thing. Right. And like, they would know that I would understand too. Like it, may, it meant a lot to me and it made the move for me a lot easier knowing that they understood and they didn't like resent me for it. And especially like being able to play against them now too. I, I'm just like, and we still support each other at games. I played with some of them in club. So I was like, I'm still going to see you guys. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I, like, I hope you understand. Like this was really hard for me. This like, this had nothing to do with them, but this was just me. Like I just had to do it for just my future and just like where I thought I could just see myself and just picture myself. And like, I'm very happy with my decision, but it was just so hard. Like it was like, having to go to school every day, having that decision in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't tell them. I just can't. I can't even slip about it. Like, cause I'm like, if I don't, if I decide against it, then right. why would I even bring it up? But it's like, I didn't tell anyone. Like I just kept it to myself. And then when, when the decision was final, I was like, no, I had to tell everyone. So what was it like? And I'm sure she was probably part of the decision-making process, but having that conversation with your sister mm-hmm. about like, Hey, I know we've been talking about this a little yeah. bit, but it's actually going to happen. Like, how was that? I mean, I talked to my sister a lot about it just because I was like, hey, you know, like we were looking forward to playing together for four years of our high school, like um, like being able to be on the same team, like not really playing against each other. And it's like, I'm going to be leaving soon. Like, what do you think? She was really supportive of my decision. She didn't really she did not tell me, like, stay with me because I want you to see me like, oh, leave so we can play against each other. She didn't sway me one way or the other. She really just like helped me like realize that like you're doing this for you and only you. So at the end of the day, you got to live with your decision and you just cannot turn back on it. And it was just like, I'll support you no matter what. Like at the end of the day, I'll see you, I'll see you at home. I'll see you in the morning. But <laughs> it was just like, it was just a lot of people helped me realize that like, I can't, I just have to like stay strong with my decision and just go for it. Cause I overthink it all the time. I'm a very indecisive person. So it was like, ah, oh, I guess I could just like, I guess I'll do it, but then right. I'll maybe like I'll stay. But I was like, no, like this is this is life changing for me. Like I make this decision, I'm sticking with this decision, and this will be the best thing for me. So now over at Bishop Gorman, um, kind of looking at again, we kind of talked about you know your freshman year and junior mm-hmm. year, kind of missing those spaces. You know how big the game has grown as part of your life, like how important it is, and how I think intense you are within the space. Like what has your like day to day training turned into now that it's like because again you're doing it at a different level now, oh, yeah. right? Where you were probably still doing some ways with yeah now you're cupping no yeah it's like yeah we get like, like access to this huge facility yeah. where it was like i was like what so i'm trying i'm like how do i say that without like making other stuff feel small yeah because it's like a whole nother i remember the first time i went i'm like it's crazy and the football like it's a whole nother level oh my gosh like, i remember first like walking in when i was like touring the campus too like i see the football team and i was like what? And they then, have like a professional facility no it like, is like it is like bigger than some of like the colleges that i've seen i was like this is a high school i'm like this is insane and i just seeing all these people like the coaches are like yeah that's a sophomore i'm like that's a sophomore yeah that kid looks like he's pushing 20 years old yeah like that is crazy (laughs) it is wild these guys are like towering me over like three feet i was like 
wow. That's yeah. crazy. And they have hot and cold tubs. Yeah, I'm like, like I was like, I fun fact about that, for as long as I've been there, I just, <laughs> the first time I've used that was, I think, last week for the first time ever. I do like it. It was. It that's was, a college thing, yeah. right? That's not a high school it, thing. It was like, I walked in, like, I thought I got into the, it was like cold tub right here, yeah. hot tub, hot tub right there. So I'm like going in and I was like, it can't be that cold. There's no ice. So I was like, it's like not like an ice pack where I'll be. I just put a foot in and I was like, it is freezing. I was like, this is literally like a legit cold tub. Yeah. I remember going in and I was like, oh my gosh, I literally have to breathe through this like an actual ice bath. Yeah. Like it was crazy. And then just like going to hot tub. But I was like, wow, this is actually like, I've never been any like exposed to that at all. And yeah. I was like, that is like. So I went to like a small D3 school in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We didn't have hot and cold tubs. Like yeah. that's like a D3 college. This like, is a high school. I'm like, this is just a high school. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is like truly a, just like a blessing to be there. I was like, I'm just basically everything like I could need. I don't even really need to buy. They have tape there, everything. Yeah. I was like, and the trainer's amazing. I love Gus. Yeah. And you're like the trainer's there. And it's just like, wow, rollers everywhere. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. It was like, I would never thought that I would be exposed to this in my high school year. Especially like when I went to visit colleges and go on business and stuff. They were like, oh yeah, you go to Gorman. Like I've seen that facility. It's huge. Like everyone has seen it. Yeah. Like pictures or like I've been there. And it's just like so crazy how you're exposed to that at a high school. Like at a high school level. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. When we went on that tour, I was like, there's no way. No. I was like, I was in shock. I was like, this is, I can use this whenever I want. Really? That's cool. So now transitioning to Gorman, tell me what your day-to-day -day training regimen has been like. Again, now having access to Bishop Gorman facilities and kind of going into your senior year, kind of ramping things up. Like, what does your day-to-day -day look like? So I live, I'm one of the people who live really far from Gorman. I still live by like Coronado and Liberty. So I have to like bus a 30-minute drive over every morning and pick up one of the teammates. I actually pick up three <laughs> or four girls every morning. So it's pretty crazy. But Sometimes we'll wake up really early in the morning. We'll work out from six to seven in the morning school. And then we'll have weights from 315 to like five. And then we'll just have gym to like 730. So it's it's crazy. You're really there all day. But and it's it's harder too because I have to wake up really early. I have to make sure I have two bags with me. I have to pack like through like workout clothes and my school stuff and just be able to go. But it definitely puts a lot on my body. A lot on my body. Just like I have to, I it really makes me have to think about recovery and just like really taking care of my body, like eating the right things, drinking enough water. Like a lot of coaches say that and they stress about it, but you don't really like take it into like take it into mode, I guess, until you're really exposed to it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I'm going through these workouts and I'm like, holy crap, like I need to like slow down. Like I just need to like, okay, maybe I can't lift as heavy today, but we're doing this full body workout. Okay, maybe I'll do more um reps. So that's what oh, another big thing. Like when I was lifting when I on my year off, I lifted heavyweight like I did a lot of like heavyweight heavy legs heavy arms like I just lifted a lot for just like to gain muscle but now that you're coming into high school you can't really you you want to build muscle but you don't want to lift heavy every day you got to do it more for like repetition and reps and just like same weight because if you if you just lift heavy constantly every day your body's just gonna like take a beating every single day and you're still running and you're still hitting girls like you just got to be strong but it's like I had to I had to just like switch that mode where it's like okay I can't lift heavy every day but I'll do this I'll do this much weight for this many reps and it's just like that transition and just like being able to take care of your body and just having to catch up with school it's just like crazy because you know in college it's like the same way like I can't really complain about it it's like yeah we have to wake up so early go to school I have homework I gotta meet with teachers but it's like I signed up for this yeah like I knew that this was coming so looking at basketball which is kind of like becomes a profession at this point where you're yeah. training like a professional would mm -hmm. Have you gotten into the nutritional space at all where you've had to look at like the things you're eating, your diet specifically, 
Um, so I, I never really went on a diet like that just because as a as an athlete, especially like a basketball player, you need protein. Like you, you, you know how it goes. You carb up the night before a game and then you play so you can like burn off the calories. I never went to a diet, but I definitely started to watch what I ate, like sugar intake for sure. Mm-hmm. Like just drinking a lot of water. Like I would wake up, drink, like drink a bunch of water, go to sleep, drink a bunch of water, like make sure I finish. Like I'll bring a flask to school, make sure I finish that because it's like I don't want a headache. But definitely watched like my sugar intake and how many like. I guess how much like junk food per se I put in my body, just like chips and like stuff like that. Like, um, I know my mom will like nag on me for like stuff I ate, but it's like I'm hungry. I just want to like eat something. Yeah. Like I won't really eat like an apple or anything, but like maybe I'll snack on a few like pretzels or something. But like it's just more of like what you put in your body compared to like I guess what you normally would like over the summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like pizza. It's just like you had to like think about like okay, I got practice. I want to eat a granola bar. Like, in the morning, I won't eat, like, a huge breakfast, but I'll have, like, cereal or, like, a protein shake. Right. And just keep, like, a granola bar in my bag. But I'm just, like, snacking throughout the day, but, like, if I need to. But other than that, it's just, like, I never really I never really believed in going on a diet just because I worked out so much. I lose calories. I lose weight. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to, like, go into starving myself. I just want to be able to, like, uh, to keep, like, a manageable of, like, how I, like, put what I stretch that. What I put into my body. I just had to, like, manage what I put into my body. Yeah, and I know nutrition now has, like, become such a big part of, like, the sports space. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I was growing up, there was no nutrition, anything. You just drank Kool-Aid every day and ate, like, (laughs) Lunchables and bologna sandwiches. Yeah. Like, now, you know, and even, like, in the Bishop Gorman space, getting to meet, like, Kathleen Check, who does, like, the nutrition stuff for the boys' basketball Mm -hmm. program. And her, like, really breaking down to me and, like, me taking some of this advice, like, as an, an older person now of, like, really how important it is and like you hear about lebron james all the time mm-hmm. he spends you know one to two million dollars a year on his body like yeah it's crazy if, if you want to play until you're 38 39 mm-hmm. 40 years old like you can do it tom brady same thing mm-hmm. like with tb12 like it's possible now with like a good regimen of like eat sleep drink like when you make it a whole kind of lifestyle right yeah. where some people will just do diet and nutrition some people will just do weight some people will just do cardio but now taking all those pieces into account becoming like an actual well-rounded yeah. athlete where you're like, I kind of eat healthy. Like I do good workouts. Mm-hmm. I'm like strong enough to be able to like support my body right. through all this instead of like, I feel like a lot of injuries come when you're missing some of those pieces. Mm-hmm. I think now like we're getting to see athletes that are like taking all that into account. And I feel like it's helping prolong my, we have like the proof with LeBron and Tom Brady, like it's helping people prolong their careers and yeah. again, prevent injuries. Like especially in the girls space where again, for a long time, things like weightlifting wasn't right. as huge of a thing. Where now, like all the top it's players, part of right? Day, like yeah. it's mm-hmm. not it's not optional. I don't think you no. have a coach where you're like, <laughs> oh, you guys are good. No, you don't even have if to. they do say optional, come to the gym, it's open. It's like no, we it's it's really it's secretly like no, they're not saying it's optional. Like, you yeah, to be there. Yeah, so I think that's that's really good, and I think it helps like raise the level of play and competition mm-hmm. as well. Like bringing that all into your game again mm-hmm. just making everyone like healthier and more well-rounded i think yeah. really evens the playing field yeah because i want to say i'm like the healthiest eater like also eat like ice cream and stuff like that but it's like i just i do really manage on like what i put into my body just because i'm working out constantly and i just i can't not go throughout my day without eating something uh with substance because like i'm working out so it's like i don't want to get lightheaded or anything like that it's just like being cautious so kind of looking at your journey and your career so far there have been a couple of points where i think there were like real obstacles like real mm-hmm. challenges that you had to work through and i would consider especially like between the covid year and having to make that decision to kind of like sit out that junior year yeah. like having a strong like one family foundation but like support system that's going to back 
you keeping like good mental health. I think yeah. it's super important because I mean, even during COVID, like mm. all, all of us being locked away kind of in our own spaces, like I saw a lot of people whose mental health like took yeah. a lot of tumbles during that, yeah. like that period. Like how did you kind of focusing on mental health, like mm. stay strong and help like get through those periods. And twice now you've had to say like, Hey, I'm coming back from this. Yeah. And I got to stay locked in during mm -hmm. this period. Right. Cause if I just slack off during your freshman year, or if you just take off all junior year, it's going to be a lot harder to come back senior yeah. year where you got to still lock in and say, no, I have a goal. I'm coming back. Like, here's what I have to do in that time. Like I'm really big on mental health. Like I know I've, I've been close with a lot of people like who went, who really went through hard times. And it's just like, I never wish that upon anyone ever. So being able to like have to have to be honestly blessed with the support system I have is just like it's huge like my parents my sister like my parents have just always been there for me since day one like been supporting me about my decisions I've made throughout my life like they've like they've helped me make my decisions but they're also like this is up to you like we can't we're not in your shoes we're not playing basketball for you but this is what you're gonna do like especially like during COVID and when having to set up my year like I just like I, I got really hard on myself just because I was like I would, I was like, I, I'm not doing anything. Like everyone's playing and I'm just, I can't, like, I just really can't. I would train like Coach Sean, um, Coach Sean Watkins, Joy's dad, and Coach Anthony Livingston, Kennedy's dad, who yeah. Kennedy was here too. Like they were, they played a really big role in like my basketball and like just my mental and how I played basketball. Like they taught me basically how to dribble basketball and shoot the basketball as well as I do now. Like they know me and who I am as a player. So they knew what I was going through and knew when I was off. They're like, like, we're here for you. Like they would get me in the gym. They're like, you're sitting at home, you're in the gym. Like, what are you doing? What, you're coming in the gym. Like, they they forced me off my feet to a point to where I didn't have to think about it. And it made me feel a lot better because it was just like, I know if I sat at home, I would just be in, like, a terrible head mess. And, like, still being in touch with, like, the coaches I was um, when I was with, like, All Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, Coach Cops, Coach E, and, like, Coach Hudgens and them, they they were really helpful with my basketball journey. Like Coach Cops built that really like big family atmosphere. So I still I would reach out to the girls and reach out to him and was like, hey, like I'm I'm at this college. Like they they say they knew you. Like it was so cool. Like they would support me. And it's just like, especially going knowing that I went through a hard time and having to sit, they would support me and be like, hey, Sid, like we're here. Like, how are you doing? And like, I know you're sitting out, but it's like, hey, you got you got something to look forward to. Like, think about it. Now you have like this whole year to like basically not take rest off because when I took that year off everyone kind of just like expected me to just like stop playing basketball right and like to wait till next year and it's like no like I came back and I, I came back better and so it was really hard but like one thing that really got me through it was like music like I listen to music a lot like reading the bible like going through verses with my mom like I got back in touch with like going to church and stuff so that was really big for me and like just being able to be part of a different community outside of the basketball community it like really opened my eyes to like what I'm going through sucks, but it's like, it's just preparing me for a bigger journey ahead. So I'm, I'm also very grateful that I went through that because I feel like it really built me to be the person that I am now because I had to work, I felt like twice as hard throughout right. that year when I had to sit out. So do you feel the same like as a student athlete? And mm -hmm. I'm sure you've gotten to watch other people who are just students. And I kind of preach about this all the time, like how much harder it is to be a student athlete where you have to be a normal student yeah, the full load that mm -hmm. everyone else does, and honors classes, and and also basically have this full time job of before school waking up early, where a yeah. normal kid just gets to just take the bus and arrive at seven or eight o'clock, and then mm -hmm. after school at one or two, just go home and yeah. you know do an hour of homework and then get to watch TV. <laughs> I'm so let me tell you, I'm so jealous of those people. <laughs> like I, I'm I envy the people who don't need to wake up early, like can wake up at a reasonable time for school, 
can go home and like just not have to worry about anything. But at the same time, I'm just like, how do you do that? Right. How do you just like go throughout your day and just not do anything after? Like, I can't do that. I have to be doing something like going to the gym, working out. But I was actually talking about I literally had this conversation with one of my teammates, Lizzie. Um, I was taking her home from practice and I was like, this is just we go through so much. Like, I'm just like, yeah, it's a lot to complain about, but it's like it's so good because I, I literally cannot imagine myself not doing anything else. And it's just and it's just like I wish I had a bunch of that free time. And like my parents kind of my mom kind of nags on me for like getting a job. Like I need to get some money. But like I'm a little broke right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like I just don't have the time for it. I just am I'm doing something constantly every day, especially on the weekends when the days I'm supposed to have off. That's like I rest my body. It's like right. Sundays is like my off days. I get to dial down, get myself collected for the rest of the week. I cannot see myself not playing sports or being a student athlete because yeah. I feel like being a student athlete or being an athlete in general really just as like who I am as a person because I just, it just really brought me out of my shell and just gave me that sense of work ethic too like it it, made, it taught me a lot of life lessons like working for what I wanted like putting myself first above like a lot of other people and a lot of other things and just like goals time management especially mm -hmm. like really big on time management homework like juggling AP and honors classes like I'm an a I take AP and honors classes and it's just like uh, your teachers are super helpful too. Like when they understand that you're a student athlete also, they're really like flexible with you. They'll understand like, I'm really tired today. I'm going to let you know, like, I'm just, I'm going to like not really answer questions in class. Like they'll understand. But it's also like, I have to work twice as hard just because I want to keep up. And I don't want to be like, just because I am a student athlete, I get like these certain privileges that other students don't to where I can slack off. Like, no, that's not what I want at all. I need to show them that I can, I can handle this and handle school because that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah, I look back at high school. There's no way I could have just been a student. Yeah. Like, like, I always look at other students like, how do you guys just go to school? I don't get it. Just I for really school? don't. Like, I, I, I know there are those, there's a small percentage of people who just love learning. Yeah. Who at that age wake up like, hey, mom, I'm going to geometry today. Mm. But for the rest of the 99% of us, I'm like, without a sport or some reason to make you like, just get up I every just, morning. Yeah, I, just I need a reason to be able to be like, yeah, I got to go to school today. Because if you don't go to school, you don't go to, you don't go to practice. Yeah. You get bad grades, you can't practice or play. So it keep, it definitely keeps me on my toes because it, it, it makes me like work hard in the classroom, outside of the classroom because it's like, do you want to sit out a game and have your coaches on your butt right. for failing a class? Yeah. Or your, let alone my parents? <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. Like thinking about like having to come home super late from practice. My parents are super like, they understand. Like it, it was hard at first because they're like, you're never home. Like, and I, and it sucked too. Cause I was like, I never get to see them. Like I'm yeah. never home. I'm like, I never get to see my sister. Cause she, we start school at different times mm -hmm. too. She wakes up earlier, gets home sooner and I get home late and I'm driving far. So it's like, they were really helpful that my mom meal preps for me too. So that's really nice. So they've just been really supportive of me. So having that, it just like was able, it was just really easy for me to like be more, I guess, willing to like do this. Cause it's like, they give up so much for me. Like I'm going to do this. Like they, I've like, yeah, if I can do it, I can do it. And like going to play college, like I'm gonna have to do this anyway. Yeah. Like I feel like it's like that's what high school's for. It's like introducing you to that. Right. But it's gonna be like it's gonna be like so much more in college. I think it goes so fast. Like mm -hmm. when I remember the end of college and then I moved. So I'm from Wisconsin, moved out to Las Vegas after that. And for a second, you do take a little break where you're like, Oh, I have mornings. It lasts about two or three weeks. It where it's like, it's nice. You're like, yeah. Oh, I don't have to wake up. I get freedom. After about one two weeks you're like you miss it mm -hmm. and you're like but you can't get it back right like it's over and it's like you take the day off and it's like you feel like you lose everything like yeah. that's why i'm scared to like my parents are like let's go on vacation <laughs> i was like when i'm yeah. like i have basketball this this yeah. and this if i skip this day i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna feel like 
so lazy yeah. and I'm not gonna I'm gonna run slow and it's like I'm, I'm my shooting's gonna be off and I'm like no like I'm just so scared to take these long breaks especially when their coaches are like on the weekends they're like I had to stop lifting outside of school mm. just because like it just made my body way too tired oh yeah and we lift every day so I was like it's not worth it for me to hurt myself so I was like when I'm sitting alone when I'm sitting at home I'm just like I literally have nothing to do my yeah. homework's done um but the, 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 the day goes by I feel like so much longer like, I'm just sitting at home. I'd have nothing. Yeah. I have no training. I have no practice. I have no lift. And it's like, what do I do? Do I sit home? <laughs> I do think that one of the, like, the best things I introduced in my life, again, that time management, mm -hmm. being able to, like, at a young age, set a schedule and, like, because that's hard, too, like, yeah. forcing yourself to, like, I got to wake up early when no one, no one likes, there's a couple people, no one likes waking up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., mm. especially to do something that's hard and challenging. Oh my gosh, right? it is so hard. And so to force yourself to do that and make that commitment and still know after practice and I got to drive home and we get home at six, seven o'clock and I have homework, like you have to like, yeah, like you're getting nap. ready for adult life. Because yeah. when you're an adult, like that helped me transition yeah. to like when you have an actual job and responsibilities mm -hmm. and then you have a family you're leaning on all those skills I felt like I learned during my sports years yeah. where I'm like a regular student. I don't think had all that backing of like right. getting those things down and being like in a routine. And mm -hmm. then it just like you just transitioned to adulthood and you were already in it. You already right. knew how to do those hard things and you just kept doing them just in a different space. Right. That's what I'm grateful for. Cause I get, I learned, like learned so many life lessons, especially from like my dad and from my mom. Like my mom came from like a hard background too, like from the Philippines. So she really had to work her way to like get where she's at now. So it's like, why if they're if they did it and like they went through so much and it's like this is just like high school so it's like i'm learning a lot for sure but it is so hard like especially waking up at like five in the morning yeah. i drink a red bull like every <laughs> single morning probably one of the reasons why i haven't grown in a year so <laughs> that red bull yeah i was like i had a really bad addition to like bang like i don't know if you saw like i would drink a bang before like, i think at every game or like a celsius i'd be so shaking it was so bad because i yeah. can't nap i cannot nap throughout the day so I'm like chugging a Rebel before I get to school, chugging a Celsius. Like I just need to stay awake. I need anything to stay right. awake. And it's just so crazy because I'll literally like, you open my fridge right now, just pack a Rebel in there. Yeah. Like so much Red Bull in the fridge right now. It's what, actually really bad. What is your go-to Red Bull flavor? Um, Are you like an original? Do so you mix it up with in the fridge right now, we have a 12 pack of original. So that there's that. But I really like, I think it's like the watermelon one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's watermelon. It's like this red bot. That's really good. I like that one a lot. Okay. It's really bad addiction, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't recommend that to, yeah. like, anyone to get addicted to, especially to bang. That made me, like, yeah. super shaky before a game. Like, it woke me up. But I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, really bad. For us, it would be, like, college monster. Like, just the oh, regular yeah. green. Like, And, we like, we were all gamers, too, mm -hmm. back in, like, the original Xbox days of just, like, cases and cases of monster. And I just remember the same thing. Like, that yeah. just kept you. Because we didn't do... Like, I guess there were some kids that were like coffee folks, but like the athletes were all like energy drinks. I like, like I, I don't, yeah. I have to be in the mood for coffee. I don't know. I'll drink it sometimes, but it's like, no, I just, it's just so easy to grab it yeah. and go. And it's just like, I'm chugging in the car, <laughs> driving. Like, it's just like, I got to finish this now so I can kick in right first period. So it's like, I'm ready for the day. But then I crash so, so hard. Yeah. I crash so hard later. And it's so bad because I'll be, I'll get home and I'm like, I don't even want to do yeah. anything. Yeah. But I have to stay up for homework and yeah. I can't drink anything. I can't drink another one or else yeah. I won't get sleep. And this is like terrible sleep schedule, terrible sleep schedule. But it's like, I, I have to do what I can to stay, to yeah. get up that early. And that's why I'm like, I'm so jealous of people. Like if you live close to your school and you don't play sports in the morning, I envy you <laughs> a very big amount. Athletic family, two young ladies that very heavily invested uh -huh. in sports. 
where does the athletic prowess come from? Is it dad? Is it mom? (laughs) So it's definitely my dad. Sorry, mom. But no, it's definitely my dad. My dad played. My dad was huge, like really well known for wrestling back in California. So that's where I was born to. Uh, Whittier, California, my dad was like state ranked. So he was really big on wrestling. He's like this big guy too. He's like this big white man that you'll see. Like he'll walk (laughs) around kind of. He's like a giant teddy bear. Love my dad. (laughs) But he's quiet. But he's a really good conversationalist. But he also played football. Mm-hmm. So that's where he's like really hard from. And that's where he kind of gets on me too. Like you got to be tough. Like yeah. this this world will like get on you if you're not tough. You don't have the strong. You don't work for what you want. Then you're not going to get it. So but I definitely like got it from my dad. Um, my mom, like my mom's a teacher. So I get like education and stuff from her. But my dad's also good with numbers. So it's like a really good balance. My dad was the athletic guy to the family. My mom's like more down to earth and stuff like that. So she was really, my mom's more like, she really brought me to, taught me to be who I am. Like uh, personality, manners, like how I like conversate with people. So I learned that a lot from my mom and like work ethic and stuff from my dad. So, but it, it definitely like athletics for my dad and like my grandpa too. My grandpa played sports in high school. My grandpa was a really big supporter of me playing basketball. I remember like when I went to visit them in California, he goes, Tell me about your game. Like we would watch college basketball together. And like he got like, he was really close with like the UConn coach, mm-hmm. women's basketball coach at the time. So he got like one of my favorite players to sign like a poster for oh, me. Wow. It was like Katie Lou Samuelson. Love her. So my grandpa was also really big. So it's definitely from my dad's side of the family. When it came to like your different sports journeys, um, how did your dad help support you and like get you through that? And again, even your decision to mm-hmm. kind of transition schools, like how was he as part of like one of your key pieces to your support system? Definitely. So my dad was honestly, he's one of the hardest working men I know. Like he will do anything for me at any time of the day. Like, I'm so grateful to have that as a role model in my life. Like, all the film, all the coaches I've been talking to, like, I've gotten offers from, like, my dad's played a huge role in that. Filmed all my games. Like I said, you'll see him at the corner just, like, with his phone, just, like, with a hat on or something. Like, boom. Wearing the gear that I am for the team. So that's really cool. But he'll put all these clips together, like, on NCSA. Like, they're not, like, the best quality because it's on an iPhone, but it's, like, he puts them together. He'll, like, put it on the website and all I got to do is like, Hey coaches, my name is Sydney. Like, this is like from my game over the summer. It's like, my dad does it all. He'll take me early in the morning. Like when I can't, when I couldn't drive, he would wake up early in the morning to take me. He'd wake me up to go lift. He'd encourage me to go just do everything. And then my mom too, like my mom would do her best, like come out to all my games. Like my my mom didn't really understand basketball. So it was like, it was really funny seeing her try and like understand it. So like, especially to this day, like she's like, why didn't you make that shot? Why didn't you do this? I, like, was that a good pass? Like, well, I don't understand the refs. I was like, no, like, that's part of the game. Like, I got the next one. Don't worry. Like, but it was something I come from, like, really great parents. Like, they've taught, they've definitely, like, been my biggest supporters. I know, like, my dad's just, like, he's great. Like, he just works so hard for me and just, especially my sister, like, having to just give what he did to me and like having to give it to my sister too. Like, it's just like, it really opened my eyes to be really grateful for that. Like, I definitely think like I wouldn't be talking to the coaches or like having the offers I have if it wasn't for my dad, like pushing me to like, like, no, you need to talk to them. Like I'll I'll be on the phone with coaches. Like he'll be like, Hey, this coach wants to talk to you. Like you need to text him back. Like tell him you don't have practice to say, call him. Like, and it's just like, and it just gets me to that point where it's like, yeah, I got to do this for myself. Like I'm not going to have my dad there. Uh, when I go to college. So it's like, I got to do this for myself. But he definitely put me on that right track. Got it. Sure. So I'm going to mention a name that you mentioned a little bit earlier. Okay. That's come up on two of the previous podcasts. Okay. And I want you to give me, before you kind of give me a breakdown of this person okay. and their influence on your career, mm-hmm. I want you to give me the first word that comes to mind when you hear this name. Okay. 
cops. Family. Okay. Family. Just knowing him and getting to know his family and just like how he was as a coach, it was just that family aspect. He brought everyone together. Like, especially like being one of the younger girls on the team when I first got to Liberty, it was so scary. Like playing with all these girls who knew each other already. But it was just like he bonded with us all the time. He like made us do things that made us uncomfortable. Being like having to open up to one another. Because a lot of girls like we would argue. But it's like that's part of the sport. Mm -hmm. Part of being girls, you know. But it was like he did that to where. So we would just get along with each other so well. And he just like definitely made a huge impact on my basketball career. Same with Coach E. Like they would put me in positions to where I had to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I was this shy girl on the court, like didn't really want to shoot the ball, but I was so good at it. And it's just like, I couldn't do that. And they would, and I would be, you know, punished for that when I wouldn't be put in if I didn't. But it was like, they did it to where my teammates would encourage me. And like, I would be comfortable going to these teammates and be like, hey, like I'm struggling right now. Like I need help. And like being able to have coaches who are that open to your players. And it's just like, they were so welcoming to me. Like they would always have that, arm around me and it's just like to this day like their family is just so great like they'll support you no matter what and it's just like they've been they definitely like opened up my shell like my confidence is like through the roof with like where I'm at so they definitely provided that family aspect for me at basketball and it's like I never really got to understand how important it was until I met them especially like coach BJ and coach Chris like like they're amazing I got to meet some great people through them so when you look at your senior year where Mm -hmm. you're at now Starting with sports, looking at like your future goals and aspirations, mm-hmm. like we're kind of going through this high school year. Where do you want to take this? Like, what do you want to do next? And how do you see kind of your career progressing? All right. So it's always been a goal of mine to play college basketball, play basketball at the next level, whether that be D3, D2, D1. I think all levels of basketball, like you have to work hard for it. I don't think one is easier than the other. I really don't think like whatever level you're on, you're just you're constantly working. But it would just be a blessing to play college basketball. And I've been I've been given the opportunities by great colleges that have been looking at me and offering me. So I have some great options right now. But I'm I'm definitely like gonna keep my options open. But I after college basketball, I'd really like to play like overseas. That'd be really nice. I think that was so cool to watch um, teams play in different countries. Like I had, um, I've known girls who played overseas and came back, and they're like, oh yeah, I went to Italy. I went to Rome. I was in Spain, like it was just, I was in Brazil playing. I was like, that is so cool. You're open up to like different like backgrounds, like having to, like seeing all these cultures and like getting to play basketball too. It's like, I like traveling. So I think that would be so cool to be given the opportunity to play nationally or like overseas to play basketball, like doing what I love while also seeing like other places around the world. Right. I've never been out of the country before. So I think that'd be like really cool. So that's never been like my goal since like day one. I'm going to ask you an on the spot question. Okay. When you look at what basketball has done for you and given you, mm-hmm. what if you had to kind of pick one lesson you've learned, like okay. one of the like core, not just memories, but like something basketball has taught you, mm-hmm. what are one of those top things you'd put in that space? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess I just have to go with like working, like working hard sounds cheesy, but it's like you work so hard, put countless hours of effort in and out of the gym. And it's like you get to the game and like you just have to go for it. It's confidence, really. Like I was one of those players who worked so hard out of the gym. But when I got to the court, I just like was scared. Like I, I just it was it was scary. Like and like, yeah, it was just like now I'm like, I can't do that anymore. It's just like because you're going to waste time. Like honestly, you're going to waste time. You just got to go for it. And you really got to put yourself first. 
And it's like, yeah, the, the sport is like a team sport, but it's also like you're doing this, you're working for yourself and you're working for like the people who've given you that opportunity. So it's like, why, why throw it away? And it's like, that's something I think about all the time. Like I'm put in this position because I put myself in this position and it's like confidence. And it's just like putting myself first over everything else. Like this is my, this is who I am. This is how I want to carry my life. And if I want to do this for me, I got to do this now, or it's just never going to happen. Like the world's not going to stop for just because I'm scared. Like I just, I have to go and like, I have to play and show these and show everyone that I can play basketball. Like the hours that I've put in outside of the gym, this is what it's paying off for. So definitely just like putting myself first and just like using what, how much I work and just um, implying that. From everything you've been through mm-hmm. and everything you've learned, if you had to convey that information and kind of give a message either to a younger you or a girl's kind of coming up now, including your sister that's yeah. again going through that journey, mm-hmm. like what is some of the advice that you'd give them from from what you've learned? Definitely from what I've learned is just uh, trust your gut. Honestly, trust your gut. Like your gut won't lie to you. And it was just like, and it's, to me, it's just like pray every day, pray. And talk to your family. And it's just like you, if you think that this is what's best for you, it is. And who cares if anyone wants to give you hate for it? And like, because I went through that, people are going to give you hate for it. People are going to like resent you for like decisions you make in life and just for things that you want. You just got to like continue to do you. You don't have time to like dwell on the type of things that people are going to say and what people want for you. It's what you want for you. What makes you happy? So definitely doing what makes you happy. And like, oh, I, I tell that to my sister and like when my sister agree, it's like, if you're not happy, then you just got to stop. And it's like, and if you can't see yourself doing anymore, then why force yourself to do it? Definitely do something that makes you happy and that you're you're willing to work on. Because um, like with other sports I was opened up to, like I liked them, but I just didn't love them. I, li- I liked being part of sports, but it's just like, I, I didn't like get that, like I wanted to do it. But yeah, I was told like, you should do this. But it was like, I don't want to. And it's just coming to that, self, that self-realization and being like, no, this this makes me happy making this decision is what's best for me. And, um, and it's just like not really putting other people's decisions and thoughts before yours. It's, it's doing what you want and doing what makes you happy is really important. So I'm, I'm really big on that. I think that's a super important, like powerful message, especially now with how strong and how big social media is. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much noise yeah. coming from everywhere. Totally. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And I'm going to reference a Cardi B interview from The <laughs> Breakfast Club. I was just watching it this morning. So she was on The Breakfast Club, I think, like mm-hmm. two days ago. Yeah. And she talked about, like, when it came to her music, you know, they had asked her, like, why she does a certain style or why she always talks about certain things. And mm-hmm. she mentioned, you know, she would go into, like, another space. Like, she would do different types of music mm-hmm. that sounded a little bit different. Or she would, like, yeah. try other things. And she would get hate yeah. from people who would, like, attack her and say, mm-hmm. like, don't do this and don't do this. And what she kind of learned was, and I feel like it's similar, like, to the like a Bishop Gorman experience, like the people who yeah. condemn you or come down on that. She said like the second she say like, okay, I'm not going to take this opportunity. And I think she mentioned like, whether you're like going to go walk the red carpet and people mm-hmm. go, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. And the second you don't do that opportunity, they jump right into it. Right. And exactly. so you'll see that it's not always like actual hate of mm-hmm. people. Like a lot of times it can form in like jealousy or right. people like being envious of yeah. that space. And she, she you know, she kind of talked and said like, I realize, like, I just got to do the things that I'm interested mm-hmm. in and that I want to do and, like, have confidence that I'm making, like, using my best judgment, making the right, right. decision and kind of, like, tuning out, like, some of that background noise. Yeah, because, unfortunately, it is going to happen. Like, I, my parents told me, like, it's going to happen in your life. And I didn't really want to believe it. But until I was exposed to it, I was like, wow, this really does suck. Like, people are going to say things, like, all the time. That's definitely, like, not true, too. Like, it's just, like, but you got to, like, ignore it. 
You really do. Because you're at the end of the day, you're doing what you want. And some people, like you said, are just going to say something to get in your position. Yeah. Like they, they don't want you to do this because they want to do it. And it's like, well, I don't have to listen to you because I want to do it. And like um, people are just going to just constantly give hate on you, but they don't understand what you've been through or what you had to do to get to where you're at. So as long as you as long as like, you know what you've been through and you've accepted that and like, you know, what you're choosing is what's right for you. Like, honestly, who cares what other people think? Because the real the people who do understand and who do support you is like really all you need. And I've realized that, like, especially like, you know, making my decisions and like um, playing basketball in general or just like um, being a student athlete. A lot of people are going to try and just like bring you down mentally. And it, it is a mental struggle, but it's like and you're going to have to just learn the hard way to where you're just have to just ignore it. It's all noise, especially when you're playing a game. People are going to like boo you in the crowd. Yeah. Like, but it's like I live for that stuff. People boo me in the crowd. Like, OK, yes. like that means like I'm doing <laughs> that definitely means I'm doing something right if you're booing me in the crowd yeah. right now. But it's it's honestly exhilarating. And when you get to prove those people wrong, it makes it so worth it. It is so worth like just the struggle and just the work and just the hours. Right. It, just seeing their face or just like um, and just knowing that you made it to like make yourself happy. That's just, like that's content. That's yeah. content for me. It's tough to get through even as an adult. Like so even in like the sports media space that I'm uh -huh. in, like I've dealt with like similar challenges of you know, taking the response that people have to things that you're doing. So, for example, like when you're doing something that benefits someone else, mm -hmm. like, for example, when you're playing for a certain team, yeah. people love you. You leave that team. You're no longer kind of giving them a benefit. Yeah. They'll have like some commentary for that. And, yeah. Like we've went through that same thing. So, for example, like we covered Section 7 for the boys. Mm -hmm. And I was there like for us as our only videographer. And so there were, I think, like 14 or 15 Vegas yeah. teams. And so I would make a calendar every day, basically from 8 a.m., to 10 p.m. and basically trying to stack games back to back. And so I was doing 10 to 11 games a day. So that's like that's 10 crazy. or 11 hours of straight filming, like back to back to back to yeah. back to back. And in that, I'd miss a couple teams. Like yeah. there were probably three Vegas, and it was like a two, three day event. There were probably two to three Vegas teams. I didn't get any photos. I didn't mm -hmm. get any videos. And there were one or two that were not happy about that. Right. And like would make comments, even yeah. on social media, like, hey, you know, you didn't get to our game or hey, no love for us. And it's one of those things where you just have to know, like, I'm doing the right thing for right. me or that whatever the situation right. is that I'm in. And for us, it's just my goal is to help everyone. And so I'm mm. like in my head, I'm always making a mental note. I'm like, oh, if I miss this team here. I'm going to make sure to get them on the back end. Mm -hmm. But I understand that not everyone sees it like that. Yeah. They can see it as like, oh, they're just like leaving us out. Exactly. In the dark. And it's like, you know, even myself, I had to like give myself little pep talks. Like mm -hmm. sometimes, hey, just ignore it for now. Like you don't have to get mad about it or feel a certain way. Just know like the reason I'm making like the decisions I made in that schedule yeah. for those weeks were more about time based. Exactly. Like I would pick the games that allowed me to get from one game to the next. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, if I pick this team, I'm going to have to miss an hour here. And I wanted to make sure I was like getting the most out of my time, like trying to be efficient, yeah. which meant I missed like two or three teams. and yeah. just had to be okay with that and know like, hey, on the back end during the season, I'm going to go to one or two extra of their games. Yeah. But, you know, social media can make things loud, right? Mm -hmm. And where without it, like it allows people basically, I always said, to come into your house mm -hmm. uninvited at any time they want. Because yeah. at any time somebody can find you especially like on Instagram and just search up your name, search your name, yeah. comment, message, and say yeah. whatever they feel like saying. Mm -hmm. And like, 
it's hard to get away from that and like to turn that off. And so learning, especially you guys at a young age, because like when I was coming up, we didn't have that. Right. There was no way to just like, unless you came to a game and yelled at me and said, <laughs> Drew sucks. Ah, 44 is garbage. Yeah. There was once I left the court, I didn't have to see you again. Right. Until, like, like it didn't matter. Game. Like I see you for like barely like yeah. an hour of my day. But now people can, whether it's sports and non-sports related, people can have commentary and an opinion on mm-hmm. everything you do in life if you go yeah. to the movies with your friends and you guys post a picture yeah or you're eating dinner like people have the ability to anonymously a lot of times Lit- yeah say just bash you just and it's like throw stuff you know i just at the don't wall. get it i just never really understood why people take the time out of the day to do that so yeah like you just don't understand and so this generation from like a mental toughness perspective mm-hmm. has to be a lot stronger to be oh, able to handle yeah. that criticism early. Yeah. And then again, the further your career goes, the louder the noise gets. And I always look at, you know, when you think of like child celebrities and even like a Bronnie James, like they're getting that so much earlier and in multitude. So take like the little stuff that we're getting at mm-hmm. like our high school level times a million. Yeah. Because they have every national media outlet, every fan from every different team that they're not going to and playing. Right. Just like swarming and throwing that on so i think this generation is going through a challenge that like no other generation has faced i agree of having that many eyes on you at all times for literally everything you do now you could be people say like oh well you don't have to be on social media i feel like it's the same thing that people that would tell us like oh you don't have to have a cell phone or a laptop like yeah baloney like it's it's just one of those things where at this point it's a part of our life. It is. Everyone has yeah. a cell phone. You just have to Everyone it. has the internet. You have to accept right. it. Where it's not a, hey, I can just not do social media. And so, like, everyone at this point is their own brand, especially mm-hmm. athletes. Like, if you're not promoting yourself and off camera, like, earlier we talked about, like, Raina Bell and, like, the stuff she was doing yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not putting out your stats and highlights and stuff, like, you're doing yourself a disservice. Exactly. So, it's really easy to say, like, oh, just don't do social media. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's one of those things, like, the Cardi B, the people that are telling you that. They're doing social media. Exactly. They're making sure they put out their highlights. They're making sure that everyone sees what they're doing every yeah. day. And it's like, but the minute you do something, it becomes a problem. It's yeah. Like, so it's a balance, right? It's yeah, like, it is. You know. But I definitely agree. Like this generation has like a harder time dealing with it. With like, And it's just like, because I feel like, especially kids now, like a lot of these younger kids, like have a phone. Like, yeah. I did not have a phone at that age. Or right. like, so, let alone like TikTok or like Instagram or Snapchat. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I did not have that. But yeah. I'm kind of grateful for it because... It's just like it allowed me to be a kid because I was like, I'm like looking at kids. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I just, I'm happy. I'm not like glued to my phone when I was a kid. Right. I got to like enjoy sports, enjoy being outside. Yeah. But it's like also like looking back on it, you kind of need this stuff to be like advertise yourself as a person, especially being an athlete. Mm -hmm. You need to like show film. You need to like text coaches. So it's like, like you said, there's a balance, but it's just like being able to find that healthy balance. So I'm going to, I'm going to give a tip and it's not for everyone. It Mm -hmm. just worked for me. Um, And it's something that I took, like, before social media got super huge, it was something I learned in the work world. Um, So I'd worked in the casino space doing project management for a long time. Yeah. And when you're working for a company or corporation, you basically have your company email open Mm 24-7. We use Microsoft Teams. So a lot of companies use, like, Slack. It's kind of the same thing. It's like an instant messenger. You have that and you have your email system. Early on, and we used Outlook, I had my email notifications on. All day long because you get new emails. You see up oh, somebody emailed me. They want a report. Yeah. They need something done. You do it. What you I learned. And so I watched like a couple like TED Talk videos on this. And we had like a seminar where somebody came in and talked to us about it. 
And until I turned it off, I didn't know how powerful it was. When you get those constant alerts all day long, you become much more, you're unproductive. Yeah. Because you're being interrupted. So Mm -hmm. you're working on an email and you're getting alerts about new emails. And so what I did was basically turn those off or Mm -hmm. put them on a schedule. Mm -hmm. So I was only seeing them when I wanted to see them. Now you still needed to, you know, when somebody important Mm -hmm. told you something. But what I learned was the second someone even text messages you, you actually don't need to see it that exact second. No, yeah. There's hardly in your like day-to-day life and how they explained it, there's hardly any scenarios that the second, even your parents text you, that you have to get back to them right away within that moment. Yes. And so what we did in the work world was either you kind of silence those email notifications or put them on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So I've taken that personally and applied that to social media. And so for anything for sports, we have like, 10 Instagram accounts Mm -hmm. and Twitter and TikTok and Facebook. I have all notifications off on every platform. And so I just set myself a schedule. So instead of, and it's fun sometimes, especially when you have like a popular video or something and you keep getting dinged and you're like, ooh, like, 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 People are like like, commenting on it like, oh, this is so cool. So so it feels cool. And that's okay. Turn it on for that moment. But outside of that, I only check even for the stuff that we're doing in all our different Mm -hmm. avenues. I only check it when I want to check it. Yeah. So it's like I post a video and then the video is just there. Like I don't get likes. I don't see the likes or the comments until I open up Facebook or Instagram. And it creates like it's helped my mental health Yeah. because you only are in the space when you need it. Instead of just all day long, just having this constant drip of like. Yeah, like a need to like check this, check check social media. No, I agree. Like. Um, with my parents, like I put my phone on like do not disturb. Yeah. But, like I'll put my parents to like where they're the exception. Yeah. Like my sister, like because I if I miss a call from them, it's like yeah. something's going like yep. then they'll all get in trouble. <laughs> but it's like or like um I'll leave like a group. I'll mute everything else, but like a group yep. chat from like my team will be like unmuted. So we're like I need to see what, what time workouts are. Other than that, it's just like I especially learned that especially through COVID, like you're just on your phone on mm-hmm. social media. Like you just have to just detach. Yeah. Like and it's just like because you can get caught up so easily in social media. Yeah. And just what everyone else is doing. Like on TikTok, I'll be scrolling. Like, I am a sucker for that. I will literally be in bed scrolling (laughs) on that for hours just because I'm bored. And I'm huge in the tech space and the social media space. But the nice thing about like implementing this type of method and not in you not even doing it to this extent, but what you learn is you get to do it when you want to do it. Yeah. So when you're in bed scrolling for hours, no problem. But it's because you decided to do it. When you have those like notifications on at all times, it's the app kind of that's yeah. pulling you into it's it. It's just a distraction. Like, Where you can it, be in the middle of doing something else, you see a notification and okay, now you're in. Instead exactly. of just you deciding like, hey, I want to, I don't have anything to do or I'm in bed. I'm going to do it for a little bit. Like right. then it's like your choice yeah. where the notifications kind of like, for me, it was like taking away your free will. Even at in yeah. email at work, mm-hmm. I was getting pulled into conversations and distractions rather it being like, hey, okay, I need to go work on this or hey, now I'm, you know, it's yeah. time to do like a, email deep dive right and so i feel like that like it frees you up a little bit and then Mm -hmm. again you can still scroll the feed for three hours but it's because you decided yeah you like you can do like you can stop yourself from whatever you want but i remember being one of those people where it was like there was a like my phone buzz and i was like okay what happened yeah like i was like so caught up in that and i was like i like you just learned that you don't need to check it right that right everything like it can wait yeah like unless someone's like you know it's an emergency then like check it. And you think you're missing out until you don't have it. Yeah. And you realize. And for so I did an example and I it came from watching a TikTok video. They said, turn it off for a day mm-hmm. and just see what you missed. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. can't do it. Yeah. And I did it for a day and realized I actually didn't miss anything. Yeah. Like the world kept going. Yeah. There wasn't anything huge. Nothing happened. And so 
I'm like, I don't need to do it at, at that extent, but it did teach me like there was nothing that I really lost out on yeah. where when you're in the moment, you're like, oh, I got to check. Oh, what is that? I need to know. I need to know. You're like, oh, no, yeah. I actually don't. That's why I'm like grateful also for being in sports because like my schedule's so busy to where I'm like, I'm forced not to be on mm -hmm. my phone. Like our coaches, they're like, they don't want to see our phones at all at yeah. workouts. They make us put it away, which I'm grateful for because like at water break, you want to check it. You're like, okay, what happened? Yeah. Like, it's like, what time is it? It's like, no, like just put away. We don't want to see if you see it, like then you're in trouble. But it's like, I just am constantly doing something to where I just, I get home and I'm like, I don't really like, yeah. it's late. I got homework and then I'm going to bed. I'm just so tired. And like, I don't need to look at it. Or it's like, I'll look at it super late and it's just like, nothing really happened. Yeah. Like my day went on fine. Like I saw everyone at school already. I saw my teammates, like nothing else really interested happening. That's a nice thing I feel like about the school year. Mm -hmm. And even again, cause I have a 16 year old that I've seen the difference yeah. between summer and school year, school year. Your schedule is so full from yeah. morning workouts to school to practice to getting home. Even as a parent, I don't need to monitor at all. It's yeah. the summers where it's like. Yeah, ah. summers is summers is kind of crazy, like where you actually have too much free time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my parents were like, leave it at, leave it downstairs. Like, just go do. My parents would beg do me to something. do something. They're like, they be, I remember they begged me. They're like, you went to the gym? I was like, no, they're like, go right now. Yeah. Get out of the house. Like, yeah. they would beg me, like, you haven't seen your friend. Like, they'd beg me to go see my friends. Yeah. Like, I'm just really not in the mood. Like, love them to death. But it's like, I just really want to, like, hang out. Like, no, you need to get out of the house. Like, yeah. you're just sitting watching TV. Like, I watched, like, so many series. Like, I was just like, I just didn't really feel like doing anything. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just your downtime. But it's like, I'm grateful for just, like, a busy schedule. Just because it keeps me, it, like, like, I just have to be doing something. So we have a new question that I've added to this. And I stole it from All the Smoke. Um, they asked kind of at the end of their episode, mm -hmm. um, they asked for the person on the couch to give them the name okay. of someone that they'd like to see on the podcast. Okay. And so I've introduced that same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and our small twist on it is obviously an athlete, uh -huh. but not in your sport. And so kind okay. of the idea is, you know, having athletes kind of recommend other athletes across yeah. sports. So people okay. that you see is like a high performing athlete in a sport that you don't play that you think would be an interesting interesting conversation is okay. there anyone for you that would fit that mold can be any school can be boys or girls but it can't be girls basketball okay yeah i do i don't i, I feel like she probably got recommended already but we we're talking about jada from volleyball yes jada's been uh one of my best friends since we were younger and like i've just known her and we've stayed in touch for such a long time so she's doing great in volleyball and like she's been doing amazing in basketball too but i definitely would like to hear more about like her journey with volleyball and just like the impact she's made because she she got like a really big following off TikTok for volleyball. And I thought that was so cool because a lot of girls from out of state were taking pictures with her when mm -hmm. they would see her at tournaments. Like, oh my God, I just saw Jada. They call her goggles. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd like to make that known that we'd call her to that first. But <laughs> we like it's it's just so so cool seeing her like thrive in that way. Yeah. So definitely would like to see her uh her here or like one of my friends like Deja from Liberty Basketball. Yeah. So that she's one of the she's probably the tallest girl <laughs> in female basketball here right. in high school. So if you see her, that's Deja. Like, she's great, too. Like, I love her. I've been playing basketball with her forever. She's, like, probably, the, I think, the tallest girls basketball player in the Valley right now. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else who's taller. I don't her. think so. Because there was Aaliyah, but then she went. Yeah. She's in college, but, like, in high school? Yeah, I think it's just Deja. Okay. So. Okay. My, it's my tall friend. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And I talked to Jada. And so, Jada, that's just another reminder. But I want to see her, Jada. Yeah. She'd mentioned coming on. But, you know, I think that'd be a great conversation. Yeah. And again, her journey and how her following, again, especially yeah. off of TikTok exploded. Yeah. And I think that's a interesting conversation that I've, and there's a couple other people in that space that I've wanted to ask about that. Because, again, as a high school athlete to now all of a sudden go viral. Right? Yeah. Like, to talk about, like, what that's like and then how you 
can take that and help that exactly catapult your sports career. Yeah, right? like she, and now you have this following and like what? it's so cool. Yeah, like she kind of went through the same thing I did too. Like she stopped playing, but she didn't play basketball yeah. last year. Took I didn't a play year basketball. Off. Yeah, like so we both went through that, but then she thrived so well in volleyball. Like I wish I was good at another sport, but I'm yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just good at the one sport. I'll just stick to what I'm good at. But no, nah, it was just so cool seeing her like um seeing her just be so happy and like we still kept in touch and like i saw her like at the liberty football game like a couple weeks ago so like i definitely like to see what hear what she has to say about volleyball perfect all right so i want people to be able to find you on social media so i'm gonna give you this camera okay i'm gonna have you look into the camera and give them your instagram handle sure like i remember that and see where people can find you and then we'll like overlay it on the screen so people can see it and they can okay yeah come and follow you so that's your camera so you got one Hey guys, so my Instagram is underscore Sydney, S-Y-D-N-E-Y dot, so period, R-C. Just my initials at the end. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank I think you. this was a great conversation. Again, I've been following your basketball journey, but being able to sit down and like talk about some of the behind the scenes, your relationship with your sister and like getting to learn more about you as a student athlete and just mm-hmm. a person, I think has been great and kind of why we've been doing all this, getting, you know, people the opportunity to like not just see the highlights to really learn about you and like now be able to follow you and like get to experience that story and like your journey as you transition to college, I think is super cool and super important. Thank you. It was a really, it was actually a really cool experience. Like this is like, I've never been exposed (laughs) to anything like this before. So I thought that was really cool. And like you asking the questions and maybe actually being able to like share my story a little bit. It's really, it's really nice. Like other, everyone can hear and like, I'll bring my sister next time. So that'll yeah. be really fun too. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Um, we also thank you guys for watching. Again, my name's Drew Jackson. This is Anything for Sports Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Anything for Sports and on YouTube at Anything for Sports TV. And we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you very much.